Awaken Nawa is a podcast that's a community to help the spiritually awaken through their awakening. Yes. And today we're talking about quantum healing with Alice Marie. Let's welcome Alice Marie to the show. Hey. Yay. Glad to have you with us today, Alice Marie. So excited to be here. I love this platform. This is really, it's a really beautiful place for people who are on the journey. I wish I had found something like this when I had started. And I'm a crier, so <laughs> bear with me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, I am a executive chef and quantum healer. So I live a dual life, <laughs> one very much wow. in the corporate world, uh, working and owning restaurants. And then I'm also a quantum healer working in the spiritual world, helping people step more closely and more deeply into their true authentic selves. And how long have you been into quantum healing? Um, I have been accessing the quantum healing for just over a year, but mostly for lifetimes. (laughs) That's the beautiful part about (laughs) um, awakening, right? You tap into the fact that like, yes, my, this vessel has only been doing it for a little bit, but my soul has been doing this forever. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Such a knowing feeling, right? Yeah, you get to lean into this this deep supportive idea that like you're not you're not alone. Not that there are, there are also people in your community, but there's like people that you can are deeply connected to that are fully supporting and have built this platform for you to step into your true purpose. It's like I'm here just carrying on what they've already started. And it's such a beautiful feeling when you finally tap into that space. So how did you first get into quantum healing? This is fascinating. A stepping stone process because, you know, it started with my, my Catholic faith. I started with healing through that, you know, and then I was like, there's got to be more. And then I started with Reiki and then Reiki led me to a Cosma and to Lumerian healing. And it was like this sort of stepping stone. And then they're like, Hey, you can have your whole, your, your whole own thing. It's this quantum healing. You've now opened this space. Now you're open to all of these dimensional selves that can bring you all of this healing that you didn't even know was available. And so I kind of just go into the quantum and I'm like, okay, guys, <laughs> there's a whole community of us here to heal you and to open you up and to call in your guys. That's the beautiful thing about the quantum. It's like time and space is 100% irrelevant and everyone has access at the same time. And so you get to move faster than you even knew possible. Joe Dispenza's definition of it is this invisible field of energy and information Yes, that anyone can access at any given point. Is, is that accurate? Is that correct? I 100% say that is accurate. And I put a very visual form to it. So for me, my quantum field looks like the edge of the ocean. So you get to walk into something very familiar and something that feels mm-hmm. very comfortable, something almost everyone has done. And then you step into the edge of the water and then the water kind of, you know, that feeling when it locks you into the sand, like the way the waves and the sand come together and it kind of shimmies you down in and holds you. So you feel really supportive. And I think that's the thing that for me, 
allowed me this sort of ultimate access to the quantum was because I felt so safe because it was something that was so familiar to me. When I tried just stepping into like the cosmos, this infinite field of energy, it was like, I don't know what this looks like. I don't know what this feels like. I don't know what it means to be here. Am I there? What's going on? But when I could get myself to this space where I could lock into it and feel safe and supported, then it was like, oh my gosh, I could open up that energy field in front of me. And from my experience, my clients have the same um, sort of feeling. It's like, okay, you walk into something familiar, so you your whole body relaxes. For me, my nervous system relaxing was the hardest part of getting into right. the quantum, of getting into that space, because you never know what you're going to access when you tap in. <laughs> right. Did you have to do any personal healing on yourself, uh, uh, oh. unhealed traumas, <laughs> to even step into that field? Yeah, I had done so much before I was exposed to the quantum. And so for me, you know, I am very lucky that I have a really supportive guide team that knows exactly how I need to do things. And I was trusting enough to follow their lead because I wanted to jump in off the deep end (laughs) and just go. And they were like, hey, we know your nervous system's not going to handle this. Can you can you slow down? Like, let us give you this step by step path. Like, here is this infinite space. But here's the path. (laughs) Can you just follow the stones? And I think for most people, if you allow yourself that space, they'll do the same thing. And I love that about guides, about your team. It's like they know exactly, you know, before you incarnated, you said to them, hey, here's my map. Here's my design. Here's my stuff. So trust yourself. And then we get here and we're, you know, we're trained not to trust ourselves. And so we don't. (laughs) We're like, hey, here's the roadmap. Here's the blueprint. We're like, ah, someone else knows better. It's like, absolutely not step on those stones and that's what happened to me it was like okay yes first heal these things you know first let's gain this psychic ability hey first let's gain this and then we can open up this space and the way I describe it is when I first started tapping in they sort of made it like everything was fully on the horizon like everything was so infinitely far away that it felt safe and the more I stepped closer the the closer it came, the closer it came and it stopped being on the horizon and it started being right in front of me. But I had that time between the horizon and right in front of me to really acclimate my physical form to being able to hold space for how special it was that I got to be here. I love what you're saying so much, Elise Marie. Um, Can we take it back a little bit? What are some like keystone moments on your whole journey? I'm sure you've been through a lot already, but just so that listeners get a better feel of where you've been and how you got here. I think the key thing for me was opening myself up to accepting a community of people. Hmm. I had always kind of been on a solo journey. I had few friends, but never had like a supportive community of people that I could go to and be like, Hey, this is going on or, Hey, I need to talk about this and finding like my core people and accepting them. Cause I've always put the people outside my bubble, you know, like you only let so many people inside your space Mm -hmm. for a long time or to see that really vulnerable piece of you. And so opening up and really allowing myself to get vulnerable and find people who are attracted to that space was definitely key for me because it really helped me break down the learned patterns that I had used for like a survival mechanism. And it really helped me get beyond 
how I was reacting as a human to things. And I started tapping into how my soul wanted me to react to things or how my soul wanted me to move forward in situations. I realized that all the best moments I had in my life were based on soul decisions Mm. and not human decisions. And so it was like, oh, this seems so simple. Why don't I do this more? And it was like, oh, I have all these programming blocks in between me and my soul's decision. And so when I let people in and I started seeing that reflection in other people of those programming blocks and breaking those down step by step and saying like, oh, this is a learned programming. Oh, this is something that's sitting in my subconscious. It's not allowing me to move forward. And it really allowing people to be that mirror for me. That's when everything started falling into place. Now you've been uh, a quantum healer for how long now? I've only been doing the quantum healing like I do it now for maybe just about a year. Um, before that, I was just doing sort of all the healing separate. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing like I was doing Reiki and I was doing Lumerian healing and I was doing a Cosma and I was kind of blending them together. And I had my own set of codes that came in, but I was really being kind of quiet about the fact that I had my own my own codes because I didn't I, I didn't trust myself. <laughs> and as I stepped into it and started seeing results through things, and realizing that the people who were really coming to me were coming to me for my own stuff. That's what they were coming back for. And I really tapped into my light language and my connection to the other side. And that's what people were really attracted to. I was like, oh, this isn't about the stuff I've learned. This is about who I am. And that's what people were coming to me for. And it was like, now I need to find out what this actually is. What am I actually stepping into? Mm -hmm. And what can I call it to accurately describe? Because I think that healing has such a weird connotation with like doctors or like needing to fix something. And that's the thing I'm really working to like get beyond. Like I use healer because that's how I show up in this space, but I'm not coming to fix you. Right. (laughs) I'm coming to hold space so that you can shift the things that need to be done for yourself. I'm not actually doing anything, but giving you the power to see yourself. You're giving placing the power in the individual's hands. Yeah. So take us through an actual quantum healing session. What actually occurs and what happens and what develops? So the beautiful thing is, is that every session is completely tailored to who you are. Whether I do it in a group or I do it one-on-one, everything shows up differently for every person. So for me, the, the way I walk in is I kind of wait. I take you through like walking from your parking spot to the beach so that you have this very visual thing that you know exactly what it looks like. You're going to walk across the, you know, the, the boardwalk and you're going to hear the sound of the grass and you're going to smell the ocean. And then you're going to meet my quantum guide, Jeffrey, who's going to kind of hold this space for you and has this really beautiful presence that just makes everyone kind of fall into this comfort space already. Plus you're at the beach. Almost everyone loves the beach. Right. <laughs> and I take you through the sensory stuff, feeling the sand, you know, seeing the seeing the moon at, or feeling the sun, depending on what comes through, hearing the waves, take you through all those sensory things. And then I ask you to step into the water, allow yourself to sink in and get locked into that quantum space. I sort of use my voice to guide you through because it's a thing that people are very attracted to. It's very soothing. Right. It works for people and hold them there. And then I just completely channel whatever is going to come next. Sometimes it's all about making people feel comfortable. And so I just, you know, for me, I'm doing the same thing you are. I'm walking right alongside you. I'm locking myself in. 
you know, usually hands over heart. I'm guiding you through making sure your breath is matching the rhythm of the ocean so that you're falling in line with Mother Earth. Right. And the pull of Mother Luna and helping you get in that sort of rocking motion with your breathing because it really soothes all of your systems. Um, and then I let go. I, you know, say whatever my guides tell me I need to say. Usually I flow right into light language from there and I sing and I chant and I do different stuff that just really based on what energies show up for me. And then usually we stay there for about 20 to 30 minutes. Most people can't hold much longer than that because it's a lot of information. And then I'll kind of give you a breakdown of what I saw and ask you about what you see. Some people see a lot. Some people feel stuff. Some people don't see anything at all, which is perfectly normal. But I'll tell you like what the visual looked for looked like for me because mine is usually like a movie screen <laughs> and I'll see all of your guides. I'll usually see multidimensional selves and my own team is there. And so I kind of walk you through what I see so that you can experience it through my eyes. And I'll tell you about what I did. I have quantum surgeons that I work with. I have, you know, cosmic guides. I have different star seeds, different things, and different people show up for everyone, depending on the level of work that you need. Um, sometimes it's just about writing your chakra system because that's what you need for your nervous system at this moment. Um, and so they'll walk you through that. Sometimes it's very vocal and I'll walk you through a lot of things because I want you to see what I'm doing. I want you to hear it and I want to keep you locked in. Sometimes you need my voice to hold you in that space. Sometimes light language isn't enough for people because they can't comprehend it. So it depends on where you're at in your own healing journey, what they'll bring to the table. Um, but I think for most people, it's kind of like coming and sitting on my couch <laughs> and just hanging out. That's how comfortable I feel you right. can be. I was going to say, it's very similar to some sort, sort of hypnosis or past life regression, but you're going much deeper into the quantum field to achieve healing. Yes. I work directly with Mary Magdalene. And mm. for what I have understood from her is her idea is if I can get you so comfortable that you feel like you're sitting on my couch, she can get you to leap so fast that you don't have fear to get in your way. Because that's what happens to most people. You're like, oh, I'm going to take all of these leaps. And then fear starts to set in. Your doubts and your mind starts to get there. And she's like, no, 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 no. If I can get them to sit on your couch and feel super comfortable and just be held, then I can make them move as fast as they'll let me. Wow. Because that's what she wants for us. She's like, I'm here. I'm ready to work. Right. And I need people to awaken. And I need them to speed up. And I need them to get there faster and easier. Because if I can get them into ease and flow then we can just make mountains move. That is amazing. <laughs> it's so cool. Like I, this big grin on my face. Like, I just feel like all the light, lightness and awesomeness. Like I get it. It's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what we need. I can feel her like rejoicing. You know, for me, like Mary Magdalene and Jesus are often sitting in my space. They're just like here hanging out. For me, that's like the most comfortable place to be. It's like mm -hmm. my guides are here like, People are chilling, they're coming in and out. <laughs> and that's the experience I want people to have. Like, I want you to feel like walking into the quantum is like walking into your mom's house and she's already cooking dinner. Yeah. Like, you can smell it. All of the things are so familiar that you just get to, like, relax in, sit back, and enjoy the experience. Having access to the quantum field, does that give you more access to the Akashic field, the Akashic record? Yeah, I work directly with the Akashic field. Um, I've actually, um, like, the person that I 
sort of tapped into the Akashic Records with and learned to be able to read for other people. When I walked in, she was like, you know everybody here. And I was like, oh, yeah, this feels like so familiar. Like they know me. Like I have, you know, a team that works in the Akashic. And so I've been tapping into the Akashic since I was a kid, mm. not even realizing it. Mm. I've always called my brain a filing cabinet because I've always heard like pages swishing when I'm looking for information. Right. Little right. did I know it was like the Akashic records dropping information into, right. into my brain so that I could access things that I needed to know. I believe that I was an Akashic guide for a long time. Because I, I, from what I understand about my past lives, I have kind of a gap between when I actually incarnated the last time because I was afraid to come back to physical form. Mm-hmm. And so I've been an Akasha guide for a long time. So it's something that I'm very familiar with. And it is something that I work very deeply inside of. That's so awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. Our friend Ishmael Perez describes the Akashic, the Akashic records. It's this etheric energetic template right? That anyone can access at any given time. It's just, they have to match a certain vibration to get there. It's so awesome to hear that you have can match it willingly (laughs) to access. Yeah. The woman that I work with says, she's like, it's essentially Google for your life. For the universe, for the galaxy. (laughs) But you have to have the password to tap into someone else's life, but you can always tap into yours and you should always match your own frequency right but it's about the willingness to step up to the plate are you willing to go into google and put in the question that you actually want the answer to and receive the answer huge responsibility you can do that not a lot of people are actually capable of handling that responsibility so kudos to you at least marie Yeah, I feel that way about a lot of the stuff that I do. It's like, oh, there is a huge responsibility attached to it. And that's kind of what I love about it. Because I feel like when people understand what a responsibility these things are, the more comfortable they are with you because they know that you take it that much more seriously, mm-hmm. right? Like you're not just walking in to buy a soda with me, <laughs> you know, yeah. like you're, you're sitting down for a full meal. Like this is a commitment. <laughs> uh, how has your family taken to reacted to your gifts you know it's kind of a mixed bag my parents are very devout catholics Mm. and so it's very hard for them to understand what i'm talking about or accept that i you know i don't ascribe to their faith anymore but they also really support it and they support the fact that i found something that has made me more myself than i've ever been before and they're willing to listen (laughs) And my one, you know, one sister, she's totally signed on. She gets it. She, you know, she's here to experience it with me. Um, but, you know, most people think I'm crazy, which is totally fine. That's their, we don't. That's their opinion. <laughs> it's totally their opinion. You know, I've gotten to the place where you get to have your opinions. You get to have whatever reaction you're going to have to it. I've never felt more like myself in my whole life. And it's something I've always wanted. So you do you. Maybe you can attest to this, but I feel it. I feel your energy. I hit, I feel your mm-hmm. vibration through the computer screen. And it, it's it's heightening as we speak, heightening mm-hmm. as we talk. Thank you. Well, <laughs> one of the things I've learned about myself, there's something called the body of nine, which I guess the ancient Egypts have been using forever mm-hmm. to like assign marriages and do stuff. Um, but I'm a four. And so one of my superpowers is, is that I create a bubble and I invite oh. people into my bubble. And when you're in my bubble, you feel like you're home. 
Right. And that's why I like, I've always been a hugger. Like I'm really good at giving hugs. People love them. People come to me for them. Like when they're not feeling good, they're like, I just want to hug. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Now right. I completely understand. It's like, Oh, you get to step completely inside my bubble mm-hmm. and I get to offer you the space to be your most authentic self. Mm-hmm. And isn't that what we all want? We want this space to be our most authentic selves, to let down our masks, to let down our stuff and just be ourselves. So that's my gift to the world. <laughs> and it's a beautiful one. <laughs> People want it. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, you probably, I think you already answered it with that last statement, but what was one of the biggest things that you've learned about yourself as you embarked on the, the quantum healing journey? You know, I think the biggest thing and the hardest thing is to accept that I'm special. It's like, as a kid, we all want to know that we're special. And then as we become teenagers, we're like, oh, we just want to fit in. We just want to flow with the crowd. And I really got trapped in that space of just wanting to be in the crowd. And realizing that I'm special was a really hard and important understanding. The acceptance coming from that probably must have been huge self-acceptance. Yeah, it's new. <laughs> it's very new. <laughs> Actually, with the chapter in, in the heart-centered leadership was where I really stepped into fully accepting that I'm special. It was like this little thing that always lingered in the back of my brain, but I couldn't bring it forward enough to accept it. And when I broke down myself in that chapter, it was like, oh, okay, I get it. I'm special. (laughs) What happens to you when you walk through crowds? Are you just bombarded by all these energies and and, uh, feelings and light codes and, and information of these different people within your field or I'm sure you've learned to block all that out and shield yourself, but what, what is it like yeah. walking through a big crowd? Well, there's another, I, I don't like them, which totally makes sense. Um, but the other part is, is that I am also an energy cleaner for Gaia. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot to walk through a crowd, which is why I don't like to be there. Right. I have to do a lot of preparation to be in that space mm-hmm. and put up a lot of bubbles and boundaries and learn to cord cut afterwards and do stuff because I am so attractive to people because I, ask you to be your most authentic self. I offer you the space and I clean your energy. So I take all of your shit. <laughs> and most people are really happy to give it to you without even being asked. Um, and I've learned how to deal with it. Um, I've learned all of the stuff I need to do. And now that I'm aware of it, my team is pretty good about being like, hey, let's just do all this stuff for her because we know what this is where we're going. Mm-hmm. So it's really about like preparing myself and vocal like for me the power of word has been really important saying things out loud is really important because it activates everything around you it activates your team like being able to use the least amount of effort when you vocalize something and you put it into the universe then your team steps up and is like oh okay she knows this is what's going to happen she knows this is what she needs let's just do it for them because she's been here and she's done all this stuff we've seen her follow the programs let's just do it so it makes it easy for her so that she can more readily do what she's here to do. What's the biggest lesson you've learned for along your journey? I think the biggest lesson I've learned and the thing that has been coming through the strongest from the universe right now is that it's always you. No matter what the answer is, no matter what the question is, the answer is always you. No matter where you are at on your journey, no matter where you are right now, no matter how you feel or the doubts that come in, like it's you as you are in this very moment is always the answer. If you can come back to that, if you can come back to you, you're going to have everything you need. For all the quantum healers out there who don't know 
that they are quantum healers. What advice <laughs> do you have for them as they, you know, educate themselves on this path moving forward? I think the biggest thing is trust. You know, it's that coming back to yourself, right? Like trusting. For me, I didn't trust my visions for a long time. I couldn't believe that it was happening. I assumed I was making it up. I was like, I have to be making this up. No one else is doing it like this. And that came up so many times. Like no one else is doing it like this. And it was such a hard thing for me to get over. I'd tell people about my root structure, you know, in Gaia and my root structure in the universe. And they'd be like, no one's looks like that. And I'd be like, oh, I must be making it up. Mm -hmm. Must not be mine because I'm making it up. And then I was like, okay, well, they're continuing to show it to me. So when am I just going to trust that this is who I am and this is how it is and that kind of stuff. And I think that's the hardest part. We're always looking for the guru to show us the way instead of understanding that we always have a seat at the table. Mm -hmm. We always get to be the special person who has the seat at the table. Like the the people that we want to be like, they're not looking for separation between us. The archangels and the guides and the angels, they're not looking for them to be on a pedestal and for us to be down below. They're looking for us to come and sit at the table with them, to hang out, to let them sit in your living room and and close the gap because that's how our work gets to be so powerful. And so when we can trust that we get to close the gap, that's when the magic happens. Like you said, there we have a seat at the table because it, it only comes to uh, light when one is aware that they are a part of us, a part of our DNA, a part of, of who we are as these light beings and not separate from it. Yes. The nice thing about waking and awakening to that is that you allow other people to do the same thing. When you change your vibration, you change the vibration around you. So imagine what happens to your vibration if you decide, I'm going to sit in that chair. I'm going to sit at the table with Jesus. I'm going to hang out with Buddha. I'm going to see what happens your vibration skyrockets and then you get to bring everyone else. Everyone else is going to rise up to meet you. And that's like the beautiful thing that happens. Like your whole world changes when you're like, I'm going to sit at the table. This is going to be fun. (laughs) And you get to see how the world happens around you. Now the hard part is some people aren't willing to rise up to meet you. And so some people have to fall away and that's hard as a human being to watch that stuff happen and to sit in trust when the people you love perhaps fall away, that's difficult. But there's a human experience that all of us have asked for in coming here and in getting into these bodies. We've said we need the human experience to expand our soul. Like that's the thing that I don't feel enough people are talking about. Like the human experience, the emotions that you have, the things that we're doing as humans, good and bad, are part of what we signed up to do to be here. And they're part of what our soul needs for evolution. And it's such an important part that sometimes I feel like we take away from. We're like, we don't talk about it enough. And we don't say like, you having a bad day is a really important part of your soul's evolution. Right. It was the other day we had a, we recorded a podcast, right? Oh yeah. We were were a guest. We did a guest spot on another podcast and we were talking about Ascension. And I told uh, Heather Danielle, the, the main host that even when you're going down you're still going up all of time is happening right now simultaneously you're ascending already you'll get there it's just a matter of the individual experience even if you're having a bad day like you said you're even when you're going down you're still going up (laughs) yeah it's it's a really interesting thing for us to allow time to fall away Mm -hmm. and for us to not think about stepping back 
is also stepping forward, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. because we think like, oh, 10 steps back, two steps forward. Oh, I, I still have those eight steps. And it's like, no, it doesn't really work that way, actually. You know, like the 10 steps and the two steps are happening on the same plane. So you're good. Everything's good. This seems to be a theme over the past few weeks, Holland, right? Going back, going back. Going back isn't isn't actually going down. You're actually always ascending. It's just the, the the mental awareness that you are growing, and it's the journey, it's the journey itself. I think it's an important understanding that uh, we were designed before we got into our body. Our life path was designed before we got into our body. We chose it. Not necessarily the specific experiences. But the energy that the experience had to hold, it's hard to say that to someone who's going through trauma. Like, you asked for this. Right. No, you can't. Yeah. It's such an important understanding that, like, your soul needed this experience to expand. And the soul that was doing the thing to you needed this to expand, to grow, to ascend, to do these things as their soul. And that's one of the reasons why I stepped fully into quantum healing, because that's what I understood. And it's like, I need people who are at the space where I can say to them, Hey, your soul needed that trauma. And they're like, Oh, I get it. I'm not here to work with people who are in the shadow work and don't quite understand that their trauma is not something they heal from. It's actually something that's healing them. It's actually a gift that they asked for to heal their soul. That's a hard thing to tell people if they haven't already worked through the stuff. (laughs) And that's where the, that's why the quantum is in such a different space and it calls to such different people. It's because one, you have to be willing to do your own work already because that's what it's going to ask for you. I can't do any of it for you. You have to step up to the plate and do all of it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing for me to walk you through. You, you have to find the way you have to take the steps. You have to do the stuff. And two, you have to be ready to hear whatever is going to come to you because your soul is asking for it. And if you haven't done the shadow work to, to change your trauma from something that needs to be healed to something that is healing, it's not going to work for you. You're going to get there and you're going to be like, eh, not going to work. Right. Get me out of here. My nervous system can't handle it. Right. And that's the difference. Like that's where the awakening process, there's a shift that happens. And I remember the day when I was like, wow, I've moved from healed, from healing to being healed. Not that I'm done working on my trauma but that the feeling is different. I now understand how my trauma is working for me and not against me. This is what Helen and I always preach is self-mastery. And self-mastery entails looking at yourself, looking at your shadow, right? Looking at all your trauma, dealing with your trauma, dealing with any unhealed issues that are still arising. And so it was great that you brought that up. And this path is always about self-mastery. It's always about expansion, as you said. Yeah, I think about expansion like a Mayan pyramid. There's all of these steps and you get to a plateau and there's a certain amount of time that you need to be there, right? To be able to sort of assimilate, to get your nervous system ready and to be in that space. And then you're ready for the next set of stairs. You know, and if you're thinking about your human form, you probably need to take a few breaths. (laughs) You're probably out of breath when you got to that level. So you need to breathe a little bit. You need to set into your tools. You need to follow your systems. You need to get into that space. And then you're ready to climb. And that's the beautiful thing about quantum healing. It's like, oh, you're ready to climb. 
let me help you take the first step. Let me push you, you know, let me pull you up to the next step. And if you're, you know, if Mary steps in, she's like, Hey, let me take you right to the top, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and that's how it works. And that's the beautiful thing. There's like a point when we start to see the stairs and the plateau and we stop just seeing the mountain. Like we actually see the intricacies of what it looks like to expand. And that is the thing I love about expansion. It's like, oh, okay, I have five more steps and I get to just like sit in this and I get to be in this space and I get to be present. And I get to see that like the top is going to, you know, not be a mountain pretty soon. It's going to be stairs and I'm going to see the path and I'm going to be able to, you know, it's going to feel tangible and it's going to feel accessible to me. Quick question about uh, traveling throughout the quantum that you have an infinite ability to travel throughout the multiverse in the quantum field, correct? Yes. Are there any limitations? Um, Can you, is, can you travel anywhere? Well, well, what, what does that look like? It's fascinating. For some places for me, I feel like you need a guide. You need someone who's going to take you there. And I can do that for most people, for most things. You're usually the only limitation that stands between you and traveling somewhere. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like it's important to have a cosmic guide because it feels more accessible for people. And those usually show up like, hey, there's a cosmic guide here. You know, do you want to travel to this place? Does it feel accessible to you? Um, That kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But usually you're the only thing that stands between you and traveling. The universe is not not interested in standing in your way. Right. They want to give you the platform to do that. So can your mind be open enough to allow that travel? You know, some people, they get there and it's going back in time. It's going back to trauma. It's going back to things and seeing it as their present form so that you can see it from an adult's eyes and change the emotion attached Mm -hmm. to those experiences. Some people, they want to see the future. And it's not going to be a definite thing because you still have all of the choice between you and that thing happening. But for some people, seeing that expansion of the future is really important. Um, you know, for me, when I first experienced that sort of future vision from the quantum, it looked a lot like um, Simba sitting on the, you know, on looking over the valley with his dad and being like, this is our, you know, this is, this is our place. This is, you know, this is our pride. This is what we have. And it was like, oh, this is your possibility. Mm. What do you want to see? Right. And it was like, but you have all the choices that get you between here and that thing. So are you going to align with the vibration of that space? And I've been lucky enough that the guides that I have and the guides that I generally use understand whether or not your vibration matches with that. Will you match with the idea that this is not definite? (laughs) This is not definite. If you don't do things that vibrationally align or follow the path that vibrationally aligns with this future vision, it might not happen. And so that's why sometimes quantum is tricky because not everyone can understand that vibration. In plant medicines, ayahuasca, DMT, mushrooms even can help achieve the um, traveling through the quantum field. Is that correct? Yeah, I've never used it. I've never needed something like that. I'm pretty open to that idea. I love sci-fi. So the idea that like life is sci-fi is like super awesome for me. (laughs) But I understand that that does work for people. Um, I have heard lots of people feel when they can, when they can have that little bit of a barrier where it makes them feel more comfortable, Mm -hmm. it's easier for them which is why I think that my walk-in is so important 
and not just be like, hey, put your feet in the water and get locked in. Mm. For me, it's like that's sort of your, yeah, that's a little bit of your plant medicine, right? You're getting this really comfortable. You're feeling like you're walking into a guided meditation and then it's like, boom, here you go. Here's the quantum. Here's this infinite possibility. What can you see? What can you feel? What can you experience? Whatever you want. That's the beauty of it. It's the quantum. But I think for some people that plant medicine can work as that too. That sort of thing that lets you let down all of your guards. Right. And kind of sink in deeper and hold that space. Mm-hmm. Like a vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I have a you know, it's your it's your plane to get you to the <laughs> to the other side of the ocean. <laughs> I'm curious, um, because when you were sharing, you talked about the mind being open. Like, can you speak to like a difference between a mind being open and a heart being open? Or is it one and the same? Or is it that you need one or the other? Kind of curious. I think that the mind is simply a filing cabinet. I don't think it's actually useful. It's there just to store memories. It's mostly used for your ego. It's mostly for your earthly vessel because it can't really show you anything. Everything is heart connected through your heart. Like this is where you connect um, or through your womb. But I like to use the heart connection. I just think that it's clearer than your womb because I, you know, if you're talking to a man and you try to tell them that they need to connect through their womb, it's complicated. And because your heart is directly connected to your womb, it, it makes it easy for everyone to understand your heart connection. This is where I feel like you actually have the universe connection. Your soul through all of your lifetimes is connected through your heart's mm-hmm. womb connection. Mm-hmm. So for me, the brain is basically useless, except for to store my earthly memories. Right. Uh, Heart-based. Yeah. Your mind being open means you're able to let go of all of that earthly connection and cut out the limitations and actually tap into your third eye, tap into your crown chakra, like tap into those energy centers so that you can utilize it. Um, But your mind, your brain aren't really that useful. It's really your heart is where you're going to get those connections and the understandings, the feelings of your soul, because that's where you're, that's where you're eternally linked. Question about, you've mentioned Lemurian healing. Yes. Can you speak a little bit about that? Oh, I love <laughs> Lemurian healing. It's something that nobody talks about. That was my introduction to chance. Okay. I don't know if that's how other people use Lemurian healing, but for me, they have this, like each chakra is assigned like this beautiful little, name and I turned it into a chant and it's just like the most soothing heart opening comfortable healing honestly it feels like drinking a warm cup of tea under a blanket for me like that's how I feel about it like it's just like if you really want to like get clear and let all your all your stuff down Lumerian healing is just a beautiful way which is one of the reasons why I start almost all of my session with Lumerian chanting because it's just uh, really soothing and I use a kind of sing-songy way of doing it and it just kind of lets you sink really deeply into it. Right. And it kind of, you know, for me, it like lights your soul up because it's like your soul understands. It's like this starseed language that they're like, oh, okay, we're here for something special. Um, and that's why I just, I love it. I, I adore it. It's not really a really popular thing that people talk about. I felt infinitely connected to the Lumerians when I first heard about them. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was just like, oh, this is a 100% yes. <laughs> like everything about this is a yes. <laughs> do you do events of these healings? Cause it, to, when you were talking about it, for me, I've envisioned like, like a sound healing event. Like you could just be there and like all of us could just like receive and like, I have not yet, but I know that that's on the horizon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> be there. 
yeah, this is like one of those things that they're really getting me to step into. Like maybe two years ago, a friend came to me and she was like, I see you on stage doing this stuff. And I was like, no, you've got the wrong girl. That's not for me. And then recently, not so recently, but recently I had this vision of me as a little girl and I loved to be in front of people telling stories and jokes and like getting a room full of people going. Mm -hmm. And it was like, Oh, I spent my whole childhood trying to be an adult. And now as an adult, I'm trying to go back to being this like powerful little child that I was, who was here for freaking everything. So I believe that big events are coming. (laughs) So we'll just let my guides take that. Just out of curiosity, uh, you can say no. Can you enter the quantum right now with us there? Or is it, did you have yes. your own setting, uh, set and setting or is, no, let's go. that's one of the things about me. I'm pretty comfortable. And like, I, I, I don't really have like a big ritual around walking in. Okay. We can just, I can just take you. It yeah. takes a little bit of time, but I can just take you. So viewers out there, we're about to go into the quantum. Yeah. All right. Woo. Close your eyes, put your hands over your hearts. Start to just feel the natural rhythm of your body, letting your breath happen naturally, feeling your rib cage rise and fall, sink into wherever you're sitting or laying. Begin to feel your body touching the surface that you're on, tapping into all of your senses, hearing my voice, feeling your breath, feeling your heartbeat, feeling your space around you, letting yourself sink very deeply into being where you are, into being who you are. And as you feel your own body, begin to feel the boardwalk beneath your feet, the little grains of sand on it, hearing the wind ripple through the grass, Hearing the sounds of the ocean, smelling the salts in the air, the little bit of fishiness. Remember yourself being at the beach. Seeing the sun in the sky, feeling its warmth, that joy that all of us feel when we get towards the ocean. Sinking into your breath, into the space into the feeling. At the edge of the boardwalk, you'll see this beautiful, ethereal, blue gentleman. This is Jeffrey. He's here to hold this space. He's here to welcome you. He's here to remind you that you are about to enter the quantum. And in this space, you are fully supported. Everything that happens to you here is for your greatest and highest good. Nothing here can harm you. Nothing is here that won't push you forward. You don't have to be scared. You don't have to feel trepidatious. You get to just relax and enjoy. Give Jeffrey a friendly hello and then feel your sand, the sand between your toes stepping onto the beach allowing yourself to just sink deeply into the warmth of the sun, 
allowing the waves to call you forward. Feel yourself sink in to breathing with the rhythm of the ocean, the pull of Mother Gaia. Breathing in as the waves come in, holding at the top, and then exhaling, holding at the bottom, feeling that natural pause that Mother Gaia takes before and after each inhale and exhale. Sinking into this rhythm, knowing that you are one with the universe. The universe is not working for you, it's working with you. Feel yourself step in just inside the waves where the sand is wet and you can feel the water coming up around your ankles and the sand locks you in. This is the quantum field. This is my quantum space, your quantum space. This is everyone's quantum space. Here, everyone is invited. Everyone is welcomed. Everyone is supported. You are infinitely in unconditional love in this space. At any time, feel free to write whatever you'd like to let go of on a little paper boat and send it off into the horizon, allowing Mother Gaia to take it and to turn it into beautiful crystals that we'll find later in their purest and most beautiful form. Everything you have to release has come to you for a purpose. And when you let it go, it goes back to its purest form, its truest purpose. It's finished its job. Just sink into this space, into knowing that you've been called here, that you've been offered this space to step one step closer to your greatest and highest good, or a hundred steps, whatever you feel comfortable with. In this space, you can call forward your multidimensional selves, your guides, your ancestors, anyone that you'd like talk to in this moment. Ask them to come forward. Ask them to be present with you. And allow yourself to visualize them in front of you. Open your third eye and let them be present. You might see them. You might feel them. You might see something that reminds you of them. You might hear their voice. Whatever you're open to, the more open you get, the more that you'll receive in this infinite space. Allow yourself to just be very present with whatever's there. You're not making it up. It's a gift for you in this moment to receive what it is that your soul is asking for. Give yourself the space to just be in this moment to receive the answers that you've been asking for. Nakanoko 
Kwamokoya nashana kwa kashana kwa Kwamokwe kanosho kwa kashaka mkwa Kamokoke anakunu kwa shana Kwamate anakashaka kwa Kamokweka na kosho kwa Wakwamokweka Kwamokweka Kukwanaka mkwa Shakwe kwanaka kanokoa Kamokwanaka mkosho kwa kanaka Kwashanaka mkwana kikea shano kukua shaka ya kata. The cosmos are so happy that we've decided to open this space, to put it on this platform, and to offer people the ability to access this. Not just special people that get to come here. This space is open for everyone at any time, in any space, whenever you feel called. You don't need me, or you can. Now that this is recorded, it can be opened at any time. And so it is. So it is. Wow. <laughs> That was amazing. That was special. Thank you. Such an impromptu. You're so welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. It means a lot. You are so mm -hmm. welcome. I'm very happy to open that space for people anytime. I think that, you know, we always think that we need like a ticket or a pass to get on mm -hmm. these things. So there needs this like special thing, like, it's almost like we feel like guided meditation is something that everyone has access to. And then like the next level past that, that you need like a special permission to get there. It's like, nope, now it's recorded. You can literally listen to this anytime. It's open and available for you to be there. And I love that about the quantum. It's like they're willing and able, you know, they understand that there is no time and limit and that everyone is at the same level. Like whether you've just awakened or you haven't awakened yet, or you've been on this awakening journey your whole life, this space is open for you and they'll give you exactly what you have access to. And that depends on you. And I love that. That's awesome. Helen, I, there's tears coming out of your eyes. How, how are you feeling? Oh, that's how I move energy. I've learned. Oh, okay. It just has to. Me too. Okay. <laughs> like it bubbles to the surface and you have to let it out. Yeah. It's tears. I, sometimes I cry at work. I'm an executive chef. So it's, you know, a very masculine space. And people will be like, why are you crying? And I'm like, I don't know. Some people yell. Some people punch. Some people drink. I cry. That's <laughs> how it is. Right. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to take that. <laughs> One question about the light language that you were using towards the end. Was that something that just came to you or was it something that you had to deeply study to actually get that dialect down? Well, I did get attuned to be able to use light language, but I was using it before that. I just didn't okay. trust it before that. Once I got the attunement, I was like, oh, here we go. Mm -hmm. One of the things when you get attuned is they like, she turns on all your access points. So you have access points in your tongue, in your third eye. And then if you use hand light language, which I do also, she turns on the ones in your arms. Mm. And mostly it's like, you know, it's like when you go to play basketball, it's like, you know how to dribble and you know how to do this stuff. When you have a coach, you feel that much more comfortable using it and like, you know, getting attuned and figuring it out. For me, that was like, okay, I actually, you know, when I first started, I was like, am I just making up these words and like making it sound like something that I've heard before? 
And now doing it so often and like for so many different people, like you access so many different voice, you know, voices or like sounds come through differently for different people. Um, and so it just, as soon as I started using it, they were like, yes, you want to talk in a language that only your soul will understand? 100%. Let's do this. You have so much to offer. So where can listeners find you, follow you, be a fan? Um, I am most readily available on Instagram. It's kind of my platform of choice um, because it's a little bit more self-curatable. And so I feel like it just looks more aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> um, so I am Alice Marie. I dot am dot Alice Marie on Instagram. Alice Marie Warren on Facebook. They're pretty interchangeable. I just don't use Facebook that often. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also have my website, alicemariewarren.com. If you want to book sessions, if you want to work with me, Um, But I always suggest, you know, hit me up through DM first, like, let's chat about it. Let's see what, you know, let's make sure we're a vibrational match and go that way. And my schedule is a little bit limited. And so when we connect through DM, usually then we can, you know, make some adjustments. If my schedule doesn't quite fit, we can try to tweak things out. Being executive chef throws a wrench in a lot of schedules. (laughs) A lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because you're working practically, I mean, you're on call seven days a week. Basically. Yeah, thankfully we're closed one day, so it's really only six. Okay, <laughs> um, and, I, and I have a really, really amazing team, so I'm usually only there five days. Um, so I usually have Mondays and Wednesdays pretty openly available. Um, although I do use like the half of Monday as my husband time, <laughs> kind of that scheduled in important time to make you know for my marriage. <laughs> So Wednesdays is usually the best day to connect with me. It's like my little bit more open availability and I'm a little bit more flexible. I also do nighttime work, which is nice for people who do um, stuff on the, you know, the Pacific coast makes it a little bit more available. Plus people in Australia, nighttime for me is morning for them. So that helps them out. It helps me out. So there's always ways to find things to work. So we've reached the now what part of our episode. Alice Marie, uh, it's been so fun talking to you. What last piece of advice do you have for the listeners who want to explore the quantum and change their lives forever? I would say if it's calling to you, do it. Like that's the thing that I wish I had figured out earlier. If it's calling to you, if you're like connecting with someone, if you're following them on Instagram and their stuff is calling to you, do it. Like we get so afraid to spend money or to do this stuff because we're afraid that we won't get that stuff back. And when we release our expectations on money and stop for thinking about the return of investments on this, like, you know, very, you know, three dimensional space. And we remember that the universe is always going to pay us back. If something's calling to you, no matter like, don't think about the dollar amount. Don't think about this stuff. Jump in both feet and say, I know this is calling to me. My soul says it is. And I'm going to follow that. I think that if more people tapped into that heart connection and followed what is actually calling to them instead of what's logical, we would see a lot more people living in joy and happiness. And I think that's the ultimate goal for all of us. Yep. Thank you so much for being with us today. We enjoyed every minute of it. Thank you. I loved being here. Thank you so much for asking me to take you into the quantum because that was really special for me too. I really love that. So that's it for another episode of Awaken Now What. For guidance and coaching on your waking journey, contact me or Helen on our Discord channel. Find that in the show notes. 
Thank you again, guys. It's been great. It's been fun. Thank you, Alice Marie. Thank you were so much. Thank you.